This is Beach Weekly. Hello, and welcome to Season 9, Episode 12 of Beach Weekly, a podcast created and produced by Long Beach State's student-run newspaper, The Daily 49er. I'm your host for the week, Layla Nunez, coming to you from the 22 West Studios on the Long Beach State campus. Can you believe it's already November? Like, I'm glad the semester's almost over. Don't get me wrong. But also, how is the semester almost over? I'm not ready for finals. Anyway, there will be time to stress for that later. But first, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Southland Credit Union is offering a $200 bonus when you open a free Long Beach State checking account at their new campus branch in the University Student Union Plaza. This offer is only available during the fall 2022 semester. For more information, head on over to www.beachcu.com. Now let's get into the news. Whether you live on campus or commute, you've probably noticed the high parking prices. A permit for the academic year is currently $500 and it's expected to rise within the next five years. According to the CSULB Parking and Transportation Annual Report, Cal State Long Beach is the 13th lowest CSU campus in terms of permit cost out of the 23 campuses in the CSU system. A semester permit is $250, an academic year, as I mentioned before, is $500, and for residents who are bringing their car, it's $600. Now, you may be asking, well, why isn't this a part of our tuition? Well, because of the California Education Code Section 89701, Parking and transportation services are required to be entirely self-funded, which, as a result, means that parking is another expense on campus. Students have expressed frustration over this as the options for transportation are limited, and some are even opting to park off-campus and walk a bit more to avoid this extra expense. If you want to look deeper into this subject, head on over to our YouTube channel at Daily 49er to watch our latest video created by video editor Luke Wines. Now. Did you know California is currently in a drought? I feel like I've been hearing that question since I was eight years old. However, unfortunately, the drought is just gonna keep on going and next year it's expected to be even worse. It is because of this that CSULB has begun to implement water conservation efforts on campus. For example, the sprinkler irrigation system on campus has sensors that detect rain, which I think is pretty cool. These sprinklers will turn off automatically after a certain level of rain has been reached. Additionally, CSULB's weather station can track moisture levels to prevent overwatering as well. And if you have noticed, CSULB has a lot of green space. But of the 78 acres of green spaces on CSULB's campus, 48 are watered using reclaimed water. That's awesome. And aside from water, the Sustainability Tracking Assessment and Rating System report states that, quote, the university is actively retrofitting lights to LED technology. Currently, 75% of all exterior lights and 40% of all interior lights have been retrofitted to LED lights, end quote. Now, these are just a couple efforts being made on campus, but remember, you have a part two. Unplug your electronics, don't waste water, and turn off your sprinklers if it's raining, please. All right, moving on, the Women's and Gender Equity Center, WGEC, is currently hosting a menstrual product drive available from October 10th through November 14th designated to help people who struggle with period poverty. Y'all, these products are not cheap, and it doesn't help that there's a tampon tax. A tampon tax, if you have not heard of it yet, is targeted towards people who menstruate and is a charged sales tax when purchasing tampons, pads, and other menstrual products. WGEC's mission is to continue to promote the understanding of menstrual health and to educate individuals about these economic discriminations and increase accessibility to help those in need. So go donate! 
They're accepting packages of unopened pads, tampons, panty liners, individual sanitary wipes, and menstrual cups. Donation sites are located at the Student Success Center in the Women's and Gender Equity Center in Suite 240, Bob Murphy Access Center in Suite 110, the Dream Success Center in Suite 290, and the Women's Gender and Sexuality Studies located at the McIntosh Humanities Building in Suite 820. Now moving on to local news, go vote on November 8th for the mayoral race here in Long Beach. The two main candidates in the race are Susie Price and Rex Richardson. Both of these candidates are of the Democratic Party, making this race essentially nonpartisan. Rex Richardson is endorsed by current Mayor Robert Garcia and multiple city council members, while Susie Price is endorsed by state controller Betty T. Yee and many former city council members. This race has covered several issues such as crime, homelessness, the environment, and economic growth. And as of right now, Richardson has raised the most money by far, according to the Long Beach Post, indicating more people support him in the race. And in international news, Brittany Greiner is facing nine years inside a Russian penal colony after losing her court appeal last week. Brittany has been detained since February and was found guilty in August for trying to smuggle illegal narcotics into the country. On Thursday, U.S. Embassy officials met with Greiner in Russia. The White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre said, We are told she's doing as well as can be expected under the circumstances. They had not been able to visit the detained WNBA star since early August. And this past weekend, a tragic event occurred in South Korea where at least 150 people were killed after a Halloween celebration went wrong. Itaewon is one of the most popular neighborhoods in Seoul, known for its nightlife and is the host of a large annual Halloween gathering that attracts thousands of people from all over the world. The disaster occurred in a nearby alley when around 100,000 people kept pushing into the narrow space, causing many to be crushed against walls and other bodies. This event is once again raising the question of whether these gatherings are being monitored properly. Should they be doing more? And also, why are these tragedies still happening? All right, and that is it for Season 9, Episode 12 of Beach Weekly. Thank you to our editor, Andy Nguyen, and Isabel Salaji, your usual host, my favorite. A big thank you to 22 West for letting us use the studios. And lastly, thank you to everyone listening. Don't forget to head on over to daily49er.com for more stories and other multimedia content like our new show, Son of a Beach, brought to you by Arts and Life editor Katie Gurley. And to make sure you don't miss a single thing that happens on campus, give us a follow on our socials at daily49er. We post daily! I hope everyone has a great week and we'll meet you back here next Monday. Bye!